Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This is a new world order, and I am Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my colleagues from across the virtual seas. The people's champion, Mr. Wonderful himself, Sebastian yeah. of the United States of South America. Mm-hmm. Jeez, if that isn't a big pat on the back. I love this name so much. <laughs> And I am Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia. Wasn't that a pat on the back? <laughs> constitutionally required. I'm sorry, my hands are tied. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who wrote that constitution? Never mind who signed what. I think it was actually his brother. <laughs> yeah, from it memory. definitely was. <laughs> oh, if you're joining us for the first time, we each run a virtual nation on nationstates.net and our nations are all under threat of a zombie invasion for the last three weeks and we have to try and fix it with the issues that Nation States gives us. Can we fix it with a gypsy curse? Can, we, can you fix a gypsy curse with another gypsy curse? How do you curse? legislate a gypsy curse? Well... <laughs> Oh I no. guess give lots more rights to gypsies. <laughs> Do you guys hear that noise? That subtle alarm that I'm definitely not going to have edited into this episode that would be like this, the panic alarms because oh. I'm going for round two and the duology of stupidity. I'm not editing that in. <laughs> I know. Can you edit in an elephant eating custard? Gross. That's I'm, a weird noise. I, I can. I won't. So. That'd be an interesting soundscape to find, to search for. <laughs> I think it gets you on a couple of weird government lists as well. Um, I'm pretty sure if you just got like big scoops of custard and just threw it into a bowl, I think that would be a pretty pretty accurate uh, representation of the sound. Oh, but good. not of the Sub-American alarm tone, which I'm still <laughs> okay. Just, okay. I think is right. the Yakety Sax theme. Stupidity. Speakers. Um, so, uh, Andrew, I'm really sorry in advance. You're going to... Or you might strangle me. It's not. A I'm m- already there, Seb. Yep. <laughs> a, the small, barren, and uninhabited island of Hanshedrick is claimed by both Seb America and Scandaland. And for years, both sides have playfully vied for its control. New satellite images have shown that a Scandulian flag has been planted in Hanshedrick, there, whatever, along with a gift of Danishes. As you have no other plans today, you have called a meeting to finally resolve the dispute once and for all. Nice. To complete that game, declares your brother while lusting after the very tempting Danishes on your desk. We ought to respond in kind. Let's plant our flag and leave them a nice gift of Submerican cheese. After all, mother always said, there's nothing wrong with a little friendly competition. Yeah. It's a, yeah, okay, tit for tat. I think yeah. we can go better, guys. <laughs> Or 
We could simply give the island of Scandaland as a gesture of our goodwill. No. Suggests your sister. No. <laughs> Why on earth would you do that? As a gesture of goodwill. Yep. She just said it. No, trade it for some other land. Suggests your sister after one of the Danishes mysteriously vanishes. In a world full of hostile nations like Blackacre and Maxtopia, wouldn't it be nice to have a reliable ally? Giving them hand to drink, whatever, would be a sign of respect. Perhaps we could even invite them to negotiate a military alliance, all at the low, low cost of worthless land and a bit of national pride. You know what would gain even more respect? By standing by your claim. <laughs> why on earth? Why and on earth killing we... anyone who dared question it. <laughs> well, no, it hasn't. It hasn't become violent. No, not at it's all. kind of kind of playful in the same way that there is a it's legitimate, pretty much international flirting. No, uh, this is a legitimate <laughs> thing going on between Denmark and and Canada mm. uh, in one of the uh, one of the yeah. one of the seas close to close to Greenland, where they have a disputed disputed territory, and they each. You know, every summer one party from from the other nation goes on and, and plants a flag to to ridiculous to, to claim it, and then the other and then you know, when new little islands <laughs> form because of volcanic activity, they <laughs> they're like there's so that they can claim all that <laughs> territory around that, and that's just it. It's 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 because of international um, uh, waters, and uh, um, if you if you claim claim the land you can claim the sea and any other um, resources and such beneath it for three miles out yep. from from the land. Why why would you volunteer to there's an option that kind of that covers up? this a little bit. All right. Think of all the precious sort of seawater you could have. Gross. There's gold so in them. Two more waters. options. Two more options. Also fish urine. <laughs> Excuse me. Don't tell me you're suggesting that we give those scans our island, roars your defence minister before he starts whistling innocently as another Danish disappears. I like the sound of this guy. Playtime is over. This guy's a bunch of sound grabs, that's all he is. <laughs> if these- so are you! What are you talking about? You listen to your intro lately? <laughs> if these frozen hippies want our island, they'll have to fight us for it. We must establish a military base- and defend it at all costs. That means more funding to the military to make sure everything goes smoothly. He is my only military officer. So I think he just wants a buddy. (laughs) And finally. Expanding the military might not be a bad idea in the face of a zombie Mm, uh, attack. That is a true option, but I'll talk talk you through what I'm thinking. Must everything come down to war? Size a rarely seen ambassador of Kwanpaluk a mysterious but wealthy nation made of a series of frozen islands. Technically, the island belongs to neither Submerica nor Scandaland and therefore is not yours or theirs to give away. Our ancestors discovered the island centuries ago and it has spiritual significance for us. We are not an unreasonable people. If you give us the island, we will grant you access to some of our gold deposits. Just as you're about to grab a tasty Danish... You notice the plate is now empty. So it's someone's pretty much saying, we will buy the island off you. Like it's trade. Like you have some gold, we'll take the barren wasteland from mm-hmm. you. So quick sum. Continue flirting with this nation, but like, oh, it's our island. Um, just here you go, here you go, free island. Uh, kill them for it. Or trade it for gold to third party. You're not killing them. You're defending the at island. At all costs. <laughs> at all costs. 
That just means you're dying for it, not <laughs> killing no, them. Yeah. So <laughs> in a zombie apocalypse, there's two ways I can break this down. I mean, I love the idea yeah. of proving it to this this the, the third party. Like, They're essentially buying your claim and depending on the resources at stake, it might be a good deal. Yeah, and it's literally described as a barren wasteland. Yeah. So I was like, I'm literally losing nothing but uh, the land. It's a barren wasteland, but what if you find oil underneath it? Yes, correct. Here's what I'm thinking. Having a military would be good for the zombies. That's true. Can't deny that. I'm currently, but it's specifically, it's going to be to deploy to this area. Yes, my military stats will go up, but mm-hmm. I'm putting the military on a barren wasteland to defend it against my allies, which is mm-hmm. the most fucked up thing possible. <laughs> and your allies, zombies. Well, no, it's to it's to legitimize your claim. But I, here's the thing. Zombie apocalypse. My people, I've, I've built my floating cities. Mm-hmm. I've made these great fortresses in my in my cities. Yeah, yeah. I don't th- feel like I should be wasting time guarding a wasteland when I just don't care about. It. I, I don't need it. A, it's I. I feel how like are you going my to resources- feed your people? You need the you need the fishing. It's, the fishing it's, rights. It's all snowed in. What have you got? Just let me just double check. I'm not missing any stats about this place. <laughs> All right, but, I'm, but, it's but I think I'm barren and uninhabited island. But I think I'm getting where you're going with this. Pretty much, if I don't need to defend it, I'm not going to bother defending it. I can take time to defend my actual real nation. Yeah, and it's give it to them and gain a military ally, make my own military, but I'm using it to piss off an ally in a time of national international crisis, or selling it off to this other nation for gold, which doesn't increase my Safety just increases my economy. My, yeah. So, from which you can buy a military. But I don't want a military. What I would actually like is friends with a military. So it's tough. Do I give the well, nation... Just because you have a tough friend doesn't mean they're going to fight your fights for you. Especially if they're These guys already sound fighting reasonable. their own fight <laughs> with zombies. But also it's putting the onus on them to protect the land themselves. So the land... No, will- it's not. But it's fully theirs, so it's no longer contested. So they should. It's no longer contested. But it's also still uninhabited. Yeah, yeah. And no one's fighting for it. I don't want it. This is honestly, it's between. Do I? Then if you don't want want to remove it, let this other mob buy your claim. That's the thing. I either sell it off to the third party and make some gold, or I give it to my ally and gain a stronger ally, as in like a stronger connection between me and my ally. Which well, that's speculative. I'm, well, that's the well, way it implies this. Like. It, 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 that's that may be the design. It implies that, that, that is not necessarily the way that that will turn out. It does say negotiate a military alliance, which the way it's it's saying this is what you will get from it. This is the way nations say it work. No, it's not, you might it's saying no, no, no. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll give you that. So military alliance or gold, guys. This is tough. Is it military alliance makes sense for zombies? I don't want a military of my own, but having an alliance with another military would make sense. What makes you think they have a military? It says they do. They have good military though. Is have, it more than my one general? <laughs> do they have trained dinosaurs? Mm. And what happens the next time they dig up another disputed, <laughs> disputed territory claim? Uh, no, nah, they wouldn't do that. Wouldn't they? No, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> well, they seem to be a Nordic group, so I think they're. <laughs> I think they're safe. What okay, I'm. I'm. I'm on board with your thinking. That that makes sense. So military option. Yeah, just to make sure I'm going the right one. Yeah, let's sell off some national pride. I agree with the phrasing of that. It says it just costs an island and some national pride. <laughs> so, 
Military officials are questioning the policy of ceding the nation's territory in exchange for promises not to invade it. Mm. Hey, they're not going to invade us. They promised. <laughs> this is an interesting lot. Um, flush with cash, our shopping guide inside. Outbreak closes school, but definitely not contagious, teacher mm. says. That's annoyingly timed for the zombie thing. <laughs> Outdoor In camp- your schools, you say. <laughs> Outdoor camping craze continues and tourism um, industry braces for influx. Very minor rises, guys. My biggest rise was 0.6 tourism. Good. As for my downs, well, I'm always happy to see that. Um, Defense force somehow down a further 12%. All right. And then this is the next biggest it's one. It's because you're actively giving away territory now. <laughs> it's like, no, I don't want it. Take it away. Which puts my military at minus 6.3. So now, it's, we have six, we have at least six other soldiers from different nations. <laughs> in <our> nation. <laughs> We've been invaded. For the record, your own general is skeptical. <laughs> About the military alliance <laughs> of the yep. ally you just made. But, but he also wanted to bomb them. Let me so, let me just put that on let me just put that, to build a fortress. Let me just put that on record as far as the zombie apocalypse is concerned. <laughs> your own general is skeptical that they will assist. You're telling me in the in, in time of crisis, if the zombies were real and they were everywhere, you think mainland Australia wouldn't just be like, sorry, Tasmania? <laughs> <laughs> You're telling me that they would sacrifice the safety of Every other state, not nothing against Tasmania, but they would sacrifice the rest of the nation to defend one of our smallest territories. Well, it's not under attack. In this, no, it's no. a it's a it's a disputed no, no, territory. No. They have so, a, so this isn't this isn't Tasmania. This is Cook Island. This is New Zealand. This is. <laughs> this is say New Zealand had a claim is, to Tasmania. This is, this is Heron <laughs> Island. Oh no, I'm just saying. It's like, a, it's it's, it's, it's Bikini Atoll. It's. <laughs> It's I was, two tons oh. of sand in the ocean. I'm more going with the nation would definitely jettison an unnecessary piece of it to defend the mainland is what I mean. I'd use Tasmania as an example because it's hilarious. Yes, to think that we just but what we're saying in the context of a zombie apocalypse, your new <coughs> military ally in inverted commas is probably not going to be great because your general, your one part-time military advisor. He also works at McDonald's. It's well, not. Sorry, it's Sam it's not. <laughs> is not happy about this alliance. He'll do what he's told or he will be replaced with a casual military mm, officer. Okay. I have a very straightforward one. Very straightforward. Very I know good. what I'm doing and I'm just interested to see if you argue and with And you me. can't change my mind. For whom the road tolls. A group of transport analysis have suggested that a charge of five frugals a day for vehicular access to Zane Australia's most congested inner cities during peak hours is the only way to solve their ever-growing traffic problem. Mm. Similar schemes have been very effective elsewhere, says Ebenezer Superman, one of the most infamous traffic wardens in Zane Australia. It's common sense that the best way to curb dangerously high demand is to raise the price of the supply, or, as in this case, to create a price. Charging citizens to go into more congested areas could, combined with improvements of public transport it would finance, actually make people choose public transport over their cars. I don't see why people shouldn't pay tax for a little less traffic on our roads. Ebenezer, Superman, option number one. Tax the roads, prove public transport, the end. These schemes have worked 
have, have successfully decreased the um, congestion in cities whenever they've been employed. The biggest problem they have, though, is that they never set the price right. They either over or underestimate where, where it should be, and that's best left up to the free market. It is. These dolls are a preposterous idea, argues road lobbyist Kathiwe Capulet. Public transport will never replace the car. I don't want to be forced to share my space with a bunch of malodorous working-class people on my way to work. Not that I would be, because I could afford the charge, but really it's the principle of the matter. The only solution is to expand urban road networks. True, some pavements and green spots would have to go, but those pedestrians should be able to put up with that if they're to expect Zane Australia to be part of the modern world. Traffic is a very interesting phenomenon. Isn't it? Yeah, it really is. I'm not saying that sarcastically. No, it's, <laughs> it's like schooling fish. But it's like plus math. When, when, you, um, when you increase the capacity on, on a road by adding lanes or, or increasing the, the, the speed limit or something, um, the, intended, the intended consequence is that it will decrease congestion. Um, but more often than not, you find that all it does is allow more people to go on the roads and the traffic so increases. Go on the roads? And the traffic increases proportionally. Yep. And then you end up with bottlenecks where you haven't been able to expand. Yeah, and you, you spend all that money to improve the capacity and the outcome is no different. I agree. Road lobbyists are the devil. <laughs> Option number three. Allowing cars to scoot around and pollute our cities was a bad idea in the first place, says Rajesh Holt, a famous environmentalist. The solution is to abolish private motor transport whilst funding major urban public transport scheme. Our buses and undergrounds could be the envy of the world. Yes, the car companies will suffer. And yes, they'll be a bit more taxed. But wouldn't it be worth it for a bit of fresh air and safe streets for the children? Mm. Ban cars. Yep, ban cars. It worked out for Andropolia. Did it? Yeah. In a nation where cars are banned and for, for public use on public <laughs> streets, we have a thriving auto manufacturing industry. Yeah. Now, that is the option that I've been waiting for a chance to exercise. You want to ban cars? I've wanted to ban cars for a long time. Why? For exactly the reason, well, cars in cities. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that was the logic I used when I, yeah. when I banned them. Um, and that's why I totally agreed yeah. with you when you did, did it. But- in times of a zombie invasion, ah. I don't think I can get rid of cars altogether because they are vitally important in terms of, uh, I guess, flexibility of direction even and, and transport outside of regular, regular routes. I guess, but they're pretty vulnerable to where they can be used. I mean, if you're on a highway True. and... <clears throat> There are, you know, abandoned cars littered throughout. You're not necessarily getting through there very easily. Yes, I agree. But if a train breaks down on the track, the end as well. Well, like, say, yeah. say, same with the breakdown of a car. I mean, any mechanical breakdown is going to be no. But that's what I mean. Like a, a train will take a whole track out. A car, one car broken down on on a, on a highway. Okay, I see not what you're so saying. Much. Yeah. So I don't like the road lobbyist idea. So I think I'm going to have to go with a compromise, which is the toll to improve public transport 
and also greater use of public transport means that I can protect my populace in transit. There's a zombie attack going on. There's Mm -hmm. a zombie apocalypse. Zombie apocalypse. And your response to help ease the suffering of your citizens Mm -hmm. is to introduce a congestion charge for the inner city. Absolutely. I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) When my other ones are to uh, basically get rid of footpaths in favour of roads or ban cars altogether. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right. I think that's the only option I really have. Because uh, public transport, again, like like said America, you know, you can you can protect them when they're close by. We don't want to send them to some far flung island and a and a protected fortress there where there's no zombies. We want to keep them in the cities. No, in fact, we give the protect- island away. We don't want to. Bo- we don't want to. <laughs> worry we can about protect it. them with our dinosaurs on our public transit system. I didn't make floating cities to have them living on a barren icy island in the middle you of the. You could float the cities above the island. <sighs> no. So <laughs> why do I bring my cities to the snow? We are a tropical <laughs> nation. We love the, the sun and the heat. <laughs> must pay to enter inner cities during peak hours. New government building to house 500 staffed. More children named after leader, hospitals report. Uh, economic slump minor, temporary experts say. Financial planners advise more retirement planning. So biggest ups, public transport, obviously, 10%. Uh, eco-friendliness, 5%. Environmental beauty, 2.7%. Weather, 1.9%. Cheese exports, agriculture, tourism, employment, uh, government size, lifespan, taxation, <laughs> and human development <laughs> index all up 0.1 and between 0.1 and 0.7%. Right. So no, none of them. My manufacturing sector down 100%. My automobile manufacturing manufacturing down one hundred percent. One hundred percent. There is no more manufacturing in Zane Australia. Apparently not. Nor automobile because of the congestion charge. Yes, Zane, this is not good. We'll Your see. factories have ground to a halt in the face of a zombie attack. This is not good. We'll import. It's fine. <laughs> uh, so automobile manufacturing and manufacturing are down one hundred percent. Um, he didn't ban cars. <laughs> How did this happen? He didn't even ban cars. He I introduced ban cars. a toll. Yeah, I fucking hate the new tunnel. That's it. No more cars for anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Who's doing this? Uh, charmlessness is the next big down with one point eight. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Uh, and although your people are so dramatic, like <laughs> what's that drama score? I'm curious. Ideological <laughs> radicality down 0.5. Like that's the biggest drop. Those are the only drops. So, yeah. Well, I guess manufacturing wasn't that large a part of your economy. It wasn't a large yeah. part of my economy. My yeah. the biggest now parts of my economy. it's something you never have to worry about ever again. <laughs> information technology, <laughs> cheese, and agriculture. Manufacturing was never really big in there. 
That's concerning. Now, I think you wanted us to check out our primitiveness. Maybe still has a... Oh, no. Sorry. I blanked out. Ignore me. You blanked me. out. Totally I thought we were out. done. I was getting ready to pack no, up and go home. Poly doesn't matter. They Actually, we don't. I'm, I'm very happy with our solution so far. We've got... We've You've got, been nailing it, have you? Uh, we've got we've got our hydro dams. We've got plenty of electricity. We've got <laughs> we've got moats, artificial moats, because of the lakes and the nice islands on them. So we're fine. We're, zombies don't swim. We're fine. Isn't that they just walk through the water? Yeah. I've seen Pirates of the Caribbean. Nah, they the just walk down the nah, bottom. Nah, nah, not these zombies. No, no, we um, were we were we were hoping these, that nature would take care of it. Yeah, so. That's exactly right. These zombies very conveniently uh, abide by the rules that um, that Andropolia sets out. Yeah. We've made it illegal for zombies to swim. Oh, and, just ban uh, zombies. Why didn't just, we think of that? Well, that would be too easy, wouldn't it? Well, technically, I gave <laughs> all my zombies to my researchers, so <laughs> I kind of did. So, yeah. We just ignore what's happening on the earth itself. We're underground, everything is great. <laughs> Above, in the air, everything is great. What zombie apocalypse are you talking about? It's been years since we've touched the earth. So. <laughs> it's great. Well, speaking of water, you just sunk my battleship. Oh, no. Last month, the Andropolian Navy's flagship scandalously sank while docked in the La Habana Harbour. After analysis, experts concluded the primary cause was rust from poor maintenance. Uh oh. Can't you see we need a hand in the Navy? Complains Commodore Natoya Serling while directing a diving crew. How are we supposed to maintain our fleet if our routine maintenance budget is so paltry? Bigtopia has better warships, and you can't tell me they're a martial powerhouse. Grant me as much funding as I need so this doesn't ever happen again. Mm. Mm. You know, Andropolia is not in the habit of signing blank checks and handing but, them over to the military. I feel that there's a but there. But. <laughs> there's zombies. Yeah, in this very specific circumstance, it may not be. And you have all those moats that you need to patrol with your battleships. Well, this is also true. <laughs> this only proves that battleships are obsolete, concludes William Bonin after watching the newest Star Trek movie. Andropoly needs weapons to combat the problems in the 23rd, I, I mean, 21st century. <laughs> we need to start research and development of an interstellar fleet or we left behind in the arms race against. I don't know, the Klingons. Stay out of the skies, Andrew. <laughs> they be mine. No, that's it. I'm, I'm going through the skies, straight into space. Hey, we're covering every base. <laughs> What's past space? I guess I'll just colonise a different planet. Mm. I mean, go to their skies. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. I know the real cause of this catastrophe, claims <laughs> Crazy Boris, your least reliable spy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I love the way that's worded too. <laughs> Blackacre is obviously behind this attack. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm of course going to, <laughs> going to take my least reliable spy's word for it that Blackacre Black is obviously. Yeah. Andrew, a broken <laughs> clock is correct twice a day. <laughs> Maybe he's onto something. And he's only spoken once before today. That's, that's exactly so this is right. The second time. The signs of sabotage are everywhere. He takes a swig of vodka before continuing. The engine explosion, engine explosion, was most likely caused by my old nemesis, Usa Maddox. Is he even reading the same report? Give me a free hand and I'll purge the spies that have infiltrated every level of Andropolia. Now, he seems crazy. But he seems paranoid enough that he'll be right a couple of times at least. Well. A day. 
if Seb Merrick has anything. Twice yeah. a day. If he takes out a quarter of the city, yeah, he may get a few zombies. No, he's after, isn't he after spies? He's after spies. What spies? He said the this is rust. He's no the thing. The, he's introducing some engine explosion. I think he's <laughs> been watching television or something. He's clearly not all there. But as we've established no. in in canon, he is all there twice a day. So yeah, he may be there twice a day, but for the rest of the time, he's not welcome. So on your bike, Boris. No, that was the best option. Mm. <laughs> No other option made sense. Also, he made me think I forgot the main issue at first and thought your issue was spies all of a sudden. Yeah, exactly right. So recapping, option one is to expand indefinitely the the military. Number two is to build, is to, is to do away with traditional conventional weapons and go with unconventional weapons into space. And that's the option you need to take. That'll spy kill. Well, we're facing an unconventional enemy, the zombies. I agree. So unconventional weapons. I also really want you to stay away from space. I kind of feel like I've been building up to it. I really feel that in in with like imminent zombie invasion, an army, going into space is kind of counterintuitive. Well, we'll be safe there. There are no zombies in space. How, how many and There's no meat in space. Let's not read too meta into this, but that gypsy's just warming up. If you're in space, <laughs> it could save you a lot of heartache. That's exactly right. Look, Unless I'll, space explodes, that could I'll, be an issue. Yeah, what if there's a meteor or something? Or just, just space goes missing. <laughs> Earth floating around in giant tubes. I think she mentioned that she threatened a solar flare or something. Oh, no, you'll be the closest to it, which is good because we could see you explode and then think, like, maybe we should land our floating city. <laughs> and number four... You're all ignoring the bigger problem, shouts a protester outside your office window. This is going to be good. (laughs) Desperately trying to catch your attention. That sunken battleship is polluting the environment horribly. All kinds of chemicals are seeping from the wreckage and we're doing nothing to clean it up. Instead of building yet another war machine, how about we clean up some of our old messes, starting with this shipwreck? Oh, I would have taken that one. Oh, those space was on the ocean. Oh, this is tough. Non-zombie Seb? I I would have taken this option, non-zombie Seb. I think, I think, non-zombies in Australia would urge you to take the third option. What was crazy, third? Boris? No, <laughs> to root the, out root out the uh, supposed no, spies, the, the interstellar one. <laughs> you heard it oh, here. Uh, non-zombies in <laughs> would kill everyone. To plug money into research and development for, uh, yeah. for interstellar weaponry. But yeah. with with the zombie threat, I think option one is the correct answer. With zombies, space. Without zombies, clean up the environment. <laughs> You have a duty, man. It's not just your planet. It's now all look, of ours. Number one, the general wants me to grant him as much funding as he deems necessary. Well, that sounds like it's expensive. Very dangerous. But there are zombies. Now, defense is is uh, the cornerstone of the Andropolian government. We we do like defense and not much else. Um, so that's very tempting uh, to do that. Also, you've still got a crime problem, even throughout this zombie. We certainly zombiness. do. Somehow, is everywhere. <laughs> Number two is to uh, plug the research and development of an interstellar fleet. And as Zane points out, that has a very long lead time. Mm. I have cares? a feeling. I have a feeling the zombie issue will be wrapped up in a week or two. You get that feeling as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is crazy Boris. 
with you know an invented spy situation all of a sudden. And, you say uh, that, but what if some, it's real? Well, the, the engine explosion, he's the only one talking about it. It is not cited in any of the accident reports at all. I really want him to be true. <laughs> and it's like, regardless of what you do, the headline is uh, Supreme Leader Killed in Dirty Spy-Led Coup or something. <laughs> It'd be great if he was right. It would be great. And number four is a protester saying... Look, the, the the wreckage is causing damage to the environment. We should clean up our messes. Which I mean, you should do. do I, yeah, regardless I, of yeah, these options, actually, I, I I really, excuse me, am on board with that with that um, sentiment. We should clean up our messes. It should just be me, I mean, yeah. honestly. That should be step A, and then you should be pick one of these choices. Yeah, oh, it's absolutely. weird that it's yeah, absolutely. It should not be an extra one. But excuse me again. In facing this zombie apocalypse, yeah, the military option is um, is is winning out. So many war machines, and it and it also defends Andropolians, which is the 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 point of the government. I in don't the first care place. about Andropolians. We don't do much. We don't do much, but we protect we protect our citizens and their barren <laughs> wastelands. And you'll be happy to know the navy is chrome planting its battleships oh. to prevent rust. Oh, good. Well, no, they've learned from their mistakes. Exactly right, yeah. <laughs> the Antipoly Sentinel reports revitalised military supplier promises jobs, discounted weapons. Government official just wanted to help, coroner says. Modern, <laughs> modern generation lacks patience, artisan basket weavers say. And economists bullish on Antipolian economy. So the defence forces are up 33%. Government size, unfortunately, up 5%. Mm. And taxation is up 1%, bringing the effective tax rate to 4.7%, which is very nice. As far as downtrends are concerned, it's pretty good, actually. Um, pacifism is the, only, is the only one that is you know, vaguely... Um, we can't afford to be pacifist in times like these. And it's, and it's down 3.5%. Yeah, so the, the military, the big winner there, and safety. Well, not really. Safety is not addressed. But government size, that makes things safer, right? Does it? Does it? Because if so, Zane Australia <laughs> has a real safe nation. Well, shall shall we check out a um, a random stat? Yeah, I think primitiveness because this this will be probably the last one, the last zombie invasion one that we uh, address in on non-patron episodes. That sounds pretty so good to me. With the threat of a zombie post-zombie apocalypse dystopia. Let's see how primitive we've all become. Let's check out primitiveness. Well, I've never been less primitive than I am right now. <laughs> but to be fair, I started off on negative 55. Wait. Oh, yeah, right. So less primitive. Yep. Correct. And I'm currently on negative 83.1. Hmm. All right. I went up briefly to 50, negative 50 something, something. But... That was a while ago by the looks of it, like maybe halfway mm. through season one. Not even so there. primitiveness is men- is measured on the scary big number scale uh, and nations were ranked by the world census fix- officials based on the number of natural phenomena attributed to the unknowable will of animal-based spirit gods. So I'm interested to see where Andropolia falls on this one. And Andropolia started at negative 70 mm-hmm. for primitiveness. It is currently sitting at 38 positive. Oh, having, so you rose in having recently spiked as 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 high as 48. So it is on a on a downtrend. That's odd because you've spent 
quite a bit of time kind of denying faith-based yeah. systems. Yeah. Mm. And then we get slapped with a gypsy curse yeah. with zombie apocalypse. So I think my people are onto something. They're not as stupid as mm. uh, as may first seem. I think you've just become suspect number two. <laughs> number two. I guess I still think Zane did this. I can't even blame you. It was definitely, this is a science issue. Well, speaking of Zane Strally's primitiveness, we uh, started out a little bit less primitive than Submerica on 58.3. Negative 58.3? Negative 58.3. We're currently on negative 162.04. Very unprimitive. So we're very not unprimitive. So, yeah. Uh, So Andropoly is the most primitive of the three of us. How... How steep, like, did what, did you go down at all? Did you get less primitive before you got more primitive or have you just no, kind of it, gone straight up? We rose up to about negative uh, 30 and then there was a huge spike up to about positive 40. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I'm not sure when that happened or what the circumstances were for that. Right. Well, in our next episode, which will be our Patreon-only episode, which you can go to patreon.com forward slash a new world order podcast, give us a, a dollar American a month, as little as that, and you'll get access to those. That means that we will be doing the wrap up where we decide who amongst us has dealt with the threat the best. <laughs> I can't hear you over my uh, repulsor engines keeping my city in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> be- is that just because you just have such a small patch of Submerica left that you can only go up and out? <laughs> We just we got rid of a bloody ice island. It's the start of a trend. You got rid of the dog isles. You got rid of I, your polar yeah, island. Yeah, exactly if right. These- he just let the Wesseltonians in. He just invited them in. Take what you want. If these more primitive nations want their patch of dirt, they can have it. That you are currently burrowed in under. That's my nation. But I mean, like being the outskirts <laughs> shit. I just don't care about it. Like I, I care about the real citizens, not the not the fake dog hour ones that never played taxes. Like my <laughs> citizens, the real ones, you know. Mm, mm. So I made, I, uh, you I can catch that on our Patreon episode, and I think I think uh, the gypsy will send another warning mm. not too long after that. Are you kidding me? I yeah. hope it's the, you- the next gypsy warning is just like your girlfriend is pregnant. I'm like oh. <laughs> What are we doing? All of our girlfriends are pregnant. No. When the gypsy sent her first her first warning, she did send like an itemized schedule of like when we could expect more warnings. No, and when I see. The, okay. That's... Not, not what they were, unfortunately. But it's so like roughly every ahead. five or so weeks? Yeah, roughly every four <laughs> or five weeks. A bitch. <laughs> I really hope it's something it's just like, oh, no, a personal crisis. <laughs> oh, God, what do I do? Oh, no, my people want a freeway, but my girlfriend is pregnant. Yeah. Okay. A little bit of right. going on. Yeah. So... <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And, of course, we always have our Patreon page there, patreon.com forward slash a new world order podcast. As always, I have been Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the Federal Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards a gypsy-cursed future. I've been your people's champion. Mr. Wonderful himself, Sebastian of the United States of Sub-America. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And 
Gypsy, have I told you how good you're looking lately? <laughs> Let's all focus on that and I'll see you in two weeks. <laughs> and I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche sounds gypsy. All right. Let's hope that Wait, works. So no gypsy. <laughs> yeah, you hear that gypsy? Hear what he said about you? I'm the nice guy. Please don't make there be sky fire. <laughs> I just put my nation up there. Until next time, gentlemen. Hi there, my name's Jessica Kate. And I'm Ellen Rose. And we're the hosts of Murder in the Land of Oz, a new Australian true crime podcast. Yes, we're starting off in Brisbane, our hometown, because relatable. Relatable. We're going to be coming to you every second Monday. So give us a listen, give us a like. And a subscribe. Come and join us on our journey where we explore the depths of true crime Australia. Oh yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.